Happy Friday, everybody. This is Doug Fletcher, my buddy Aaron Cerrone, and you're listening to What's the Hazard? It is Friday, December 16th. Uh, this may be our last episode of the year. I think uh, next next Absolutely. week is out, right? Next week's Christmas. Next, Christmas. next Friday is probably out, I think, for pre-Christmas, and then the following week would be pre-New Year, so this may be it for 2022. So let's let's do a quick recap of 2020. How was your 2022? Eventful. Was it? Yeah. Good, bad, all sorts of things. Oh, man, I think it's um I think all in all I probably came out on the plus. Okay. Not, not a big plus. <laughs> right. It's, uh, as far as the IRS knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that remains to be seen. <laughs> That's always a negative, hopefully. Yeah. Um no, it's I think um man, you know, I'm in the process of doing that kind of recap and looking back mm-hmm. on especially when you own a business, you're always kind of looking back and what went good, what didn't go well. And then, you know, you kind of do that in your career and your life as well. So I think, (laughs) uh, um, and and it's funny, I was talking to somebody about the uh, business the other day, our our, our buddy, Tom, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of how you define success changes over Mm -hmm. years and like what, what you consider successful or not. And, sometimes is it money is it advancement is it title is it just do you even like what you're doing anymore yeah uh you know and that that changes so i think that changes how you look back on the year and how you evaluate the year Mm -hmm. whether it was a a, you know good year or not that's an interesting comment because i I think you're right i think that has certainly changed for me um just waking up having had a year is a good thing at this point of my life you know (laughs) we're we're standing (laughs) right i'm upright i'm standing alive by choice you know i mean Yes, yeah, so there is something to that, but and that's something I want to talk about today is uh, the look back. You know right. how to how to perform a useful look back. OSHA has some requirements for you know reviewing programs, doing annual reviews and things, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But that's not really the the skill. The skill is how do you do a look back and how do you set goals for the next year? That kind of thing. I I was listening to. A TED talk this morning, trying to get my head into this goal setting mindset. And some cat who I think used to maybe started Google or something, I don't know who that well, <laughs> but he did a TED talk on goal setting and he was talking about objectives and key results and those kind of things. Isn't it funny how you want to listen to, you know, of course, the, the billionaire knows how to set goals. Sure. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> at least, at least apparently better than I. Right. So I, I would kind of like to talk about that stuff, man. So, you know, I, I go back to, I have my entrepreneur in class do this all the time. First thing I have them do. Um, well, first question I ask them is, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? You know, and you get the myriad of answers, right? Why do you want to be a business owner? And usually it's none of none of the right reasons to do it. <laughs> right. uh, but the first exercise I have them do is define success. Mm-hmm. And it sounds easy, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. How do you define success? And I think it's important to understand that because how do you look back on a year to, to judge or to evaluate, year, yeah. to evaluate it. If you, if you don't have a clean definition of what success is, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of people, it's just being happy. Uh, for a lot of people, it's, I want more time with my kids. For a lot of people, it's the Rolex or I need mm-hmm. to be rolling in the Beamer or whatever sure, it's yeah. the house or whatever happens mm-hmm. to be, which is fine. There's no right or wrong way to define success right. in my opinion, but it's important to define it early on. Cause if from an entrepreneur approach, well, then build the business to make that happen. Mm-hmm. If I want more time with my kids, fine. Build a business that's going to allow you to have more time with your kids. But then you can't complain you don't have X amount of money because you didn't build it to do that. 
Right. Or if you want to build your business to be millions and millions of dollars, okay. But then don't complain that if you don't have good work-life balance or your, mm-hmm. your family relationship isn't there because you didn't build it to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of the reverse engineering approach. How are you going to, what do you consider successful? Then build the business to make that happen. Interesting. So what, what kind of answers do you get from the students? It's the obvious ones. Why do they, you know, it, it really makes them success? think because a lot of them never really thought about it before. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in the business college, it's like, it's always money and it's always the size of the company. And it's, uh, did you 10 exit? You know, that's the big thing. Did you five exit? Did you 10 exit? You know, what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I said, no, let's really, let's really understand this. Like what, what is, what are you going to consider success? And then we start talking about what well, was family important to you? Is your time important to you? Is money important to you? Are your relationships important to you? Okay. Cause when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And mm-hmm. every person who's really su- uber successful in terms of fame and fortune and money, will tell you, oh, yeah, I got I got great work-life balance. I got a great relationship with my family. But I'm willing to bet if you talk to their family, you're going to get a different opinion a lot of times. Yeah. Because so, so um, it really makes them think. And we can apply that, you know, to the safety program. It's, okay, well, we do all these things. We set up programs. We set up processes. We set up things we're supposed to do. But have we ever defined what a successful program is. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Like, have we defined it? Like what is a successful safety? The default is, oh, no incidents. Right. Nobody got hurt. Okay. Yeah. But outside of that, is that really the only metric? Is that really the only parameter that we're using to define safety? So how, you know, what I would say is, yes, we need to do the look back on the year, but how have we defined success? Like what, what does that even look like? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know OSHA probably has what they consider successful execution of sure. procedures, but like what, how's your company, it's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. How's your company defining success in terms of your safety program as a safety manager? How am I defining we had a successful year? What, what, what is that? What does that look like? If you haven't defined that, you can't really do a look back right. and, and evaluate what went well, what didn't go well. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really uh, fond of that description because I don't think most people do. I think traditionally we have used what are referred to as lagging indicators. You know, the after effects of what we've done or not done in the form of injuries, fatalities, illnesses, things like that. And so, I think, I think people very commonly would say, well, we didn't have very many injuries this year, or we had no recordable injuries this year, something to that degree and define that as successful. But as you said, that may not even represent anything that you did during yeah, the you, course of the year. That may, might be totally arbitrary. It just mean you dodged a bullet, maybe. Maybe or, just you were lucky. you just didn't record it. You, we know how that goes. Yeah, it's right, like, well, right. we don't have to record this one because it really wasn't a recordable incident. Or, you know, everybody's trying to make their numbers look good, you know, uh, at the end of the day, just to, so the, you know, the big board looks good. Exactly. But, uh, but it is, you know, but what it, what is success? Is it everybody fully understands the safety program? Is it we have great communication in the company? Is it the safety manager is fully integrated in all decisions of the company? Like like mm-hmm. being, being a true leader, mm-hmm. part of the leadership team? Is it 
the employees have embraced the safety program where they've made it their own. Like right. what, what is success here? It can't be just that number of no incidents. Right. Uh, it, it'd be like, what's the success of the company? Well, what's the revenue say? If revenue's up, the company must be successful. And we know that's wholly false. Right. There are companies who have completely imploded internally with tons of revenue, right? But they had a toxic culture. The leadership mm -hmm. sucked. There was rampant racism and sexism mm -hmm. throughout. Uh, people, there was a huge turnover because people would leave and drove. The single number isn't a pure indicator of success. And right. if you hang your hat on just one number, you could be ignoring a lot of things that are going wrong if you're not careful so you know if if there's one thing we should do at the end of this year is look back and have we defined success how have we defined it and are we being mindful of that and does it still hold true because like we said that definition can change mm -hmm. what i consider successful at 48 years old is not what i would consider successful at 22 years old exactly that's completely different and that could be the maturity of your company as well. At some point, it's just keep the doors open that first year, uh, make it through the year, make enough money that you to survive, to survive. I've paid my employees sure. or whatever that might look but like. It's also but, maturity of you as, as a safety leader, too. It's like, OK, coming in, I thought this is a successful safety program look like mm -hmm. two years in now. I see it completely different. Mm hmm. That's a, that's a great comment. So we, we have to be mindful of that because what otherwise, what are we grading? Like what, what's, what's the metric? What's the bar? What's the standard? Mm -hmm. And, and being very particular about, you can't just be nebulous about what I consider success. You, you should be pretty particular about it and, and have maybe several different um, metrics or, or um, parameters that you're shooting for that makes success in a larger picture but, but it could be different things and, and depending and different facets of your program could have different success metrics that we're going to use. Yeah. So that's interesting. You know, the first question I'll say is, have you defined success? When you look back on year, did we really go in? We can set goals, right? But okay. But what is that goal driving towards? Mm -hmm. like what's, what's the success that we're talking about here? Yeah. Um, in, in, if you haven't done that, that's probably first order of business going yeah. into next year. Right. Let's sit down as a leadership team and say, okay, what does a successful safety program look like? And how are we defining success? What does that mean? Like, what does that really mean? So let's talk about that in terms of objectives and key results. Like this guy was trying to explain to me on the Ted talk this morning, driving in, he was talking about, uh, objectives and key results, the objectives being the what, what is it we're trying to accomplish, and the key results being the how, you know, how did we do those things like, and he also mentioned be very specific so that you, you know. Sure, so let's take it a step further. Define success, and then what needs to happen to make that a reality, your objectives. Mm -hmm. And then take it a step further, how are we going to do that? your key results. But those objectives have to come from something. Those objectives should be driving towards something. Yes. What is that something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in the, in the safety world, we oftentimes talk about lagging and leading indicators. Uh, the lagging indicators historically have driven safety decision-making and those are the, you know, that's the after effect, you know, of 
incidents, accidents, um, recordables, et cetera, sure. days away from work, these lagging indicators. So, so I look at lagging indicators a little bit different. I look mm -hmm. at those things that happen naturally you didn't plan for. Meaning an example of a lagging indicator for me in the safety world would be if I'm just walking around the plant, but I just am kind of sitting back watching and I see one employee run over and tug on the shirt of the other and say, hey, watch out for that. Like they, they naturally took care of each other. Mm -hmm. like to me, that's a lagging indicator. That, hey, this safety program and this message is starting to resonate through everybody. Mm -hmm. And they're starting to take care of themselves when I didn't have to tell them. Mm -hmm. Right. Just things that you go, oh, they're starting to do this on their own or they're starting to appreciate or out of the blue. Someone comes up, and says, hey, Doug, I really liked that talk you gave. I see, I see how it applies to everything. Now, I didn't really realize it when you gave it, but now I see it like that's a lagging indicator. OK, it's just out of the blue, those things that, that happen that appreciate what the program is doing. Um, like in the fitness industry, to me, a lagging indicator would be just a random note from a student says, hey, you know, in the last year, uh, you guys have really helped me turn the corner. I was having a lot of problems, high anxiety, but, you know, if it wasn't for this place, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Like that's a lagging indicator, mm -hmm. not something we uh, – had a checkbox we were trying to do, but just naturally happened okay. as a result of your efforts. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. they're, they're everywhere. Uh, and, and to me, that's, that's, that's an indication of success when unplanned wins mm -hmm. start to emerge. And so how, how would you describe then leading indicators? Are those the things that you were doing up front to try to get those outcomes, those lagging indicators to appear? Uh, like I'm go out, I'm out here doing training perhaps, or I'm, um, how are we, you know, how, how am I making efforts to prevent the occurrence of these incidents? How do I measure I that? I mean, I, I've never heard the term leading indicators, but you know, if I was to say lagging, lagging is before, happens after all your effort that happens as a result of, yes. whereas leading indicators are, are things that, start happening going into like, you know, people become natural leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you're lead by example, things you do that people start to follow and emulate. Mm -hmm. And that sets the tone things you're doing to set the tone for the rest of the organization yeah. and the company leading and leading into lagging coming after. Right. Right. And that's exactly how it is described, at least in the safety literature by OSHA and by others. They are talking about what can we do up front in order to achieve, you know, what are we doing in order to achieve those objectives? You know, what kind of things I want, if my, if my goal for the year is no OSHA recordables, I don't want to have any type of an incident that results in an OSHA recordable. And so how am I going to achieve that? What are the key results that I'm going to, I'm going to do, um, you know, hazard assessment in my plant. We're going to do surveillance in the plant looking for those things, or we're going to look for behaviors that may not be desirable. We're going to do training and we're going to do things right. like that. Well, I go back to, you know, define success. What are the things that we need to make that happen? Um, set the expectation and manage to it. Mm -hmm. But, but as far as a, a leading indicator, I think it's those things where it's constant communication constant transparency, constant leading by example, setting the tone 
that we are safety minded, mm-hmm. right? We don't, like we, we don't have the safety program. We work safely here. Like we've been preaching for right. a couple of years now. Right. To me, those are leading indicators. Like this is the mindset of the company. We're making it well known constantly. We're being transparent. These are objectives. Everybody knows about it because we're constantly communicating it. It's in, in our language. It's in our speech. It's in how we work. It's how we act. It's in the fabric of the company. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And 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 now it's like, oh, yeah, these objectives make sense to everybody. This is what we're working towards. And and now everybody as an organization, as a culture, is driving towards it mm-hmm. to, to achieve that success. Um, so the, those leading indicators are just the everyday things that should naturally start to happen. Mm-hmm. I like that. Right? That we do, right? It's in my language. Every time I talk. You know, like like we talked, if an incident happens, what's my first concern? Is everybody okay? That's a leading indicator to me. Like that's the, what's the natural tendency? Do I do I jump to what do we screw Who's up? To blame? Who's to blame? Or is everybody okay? Right. Right. That that's a leading indicator. Like oh wow, Doug truly cares about us. He's truly concerned about our safety. He didn't give a shit what happened in terms of equipment damage or money loss. Mm-hmm. He was just worried. Was everybody okay? Was her family taken care of? Uh, there was somebody over there making sure the kids got picked up at daycare. Did food get sent over to the family? Was grandma called? Leading indicators. I love that. Yeah, because traditionally we have looked at stuff that you could check blocks on either side, leading and easy. lagging. Because it's easy. It is easy. And I think it's lazy to some degree. You know, I mean, if you, uh, but I think the point about, you know, defining what we consider success is really critical from the standpoint that we typically move toward and see what we measure, what we're interested in, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's you, important to have metrics and objectives, right? You don't want anything to be subjective because then who's to say right, right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. But it's like, it's like exercise. I always use exercise because mm-hmm. it's, it's an easy analogy for me. When, I, when you ask somebody, why do you work out? What do you get? I want to be healthy. Okay, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. That can mean very different things to many mm-hmm. different people. What does that even mean? I want to be healthy. Well, I want to. I want to have big muscles. Okay, well, you can have big muscles and not be healthy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so what what does that mean as far as why you're doing something? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's important. It's very important to understand. I want to be healthy. Well, what do you mean? And then you start asking hard questions. It now comes down to, well, I'm diabetic and I'd like to get off insulin because I know it's detrimental over the long term. I have grandkids. I'd like to be able to have the energy uh, to be able to play with my grandkids. Okay, now we're starting to get to a real reason why you exercise and work out, Mm -hmm. not just be Mm -hmm. healthy. Be healthy doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why do you have a safety crown? Make sure everybody's safe. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like what, what does that really mean? Well, that, that is a good question. That's definitely a question that needs to be discussed. For a lot yeah. of people, keep OSHA off our back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, keep work comp costs down. Keep work down. comp costs down. So when we say be safe, what, what, what does that really mean? You know, and, and we, I, I'm going to keep harping back on how you define a success. Be safe. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Keep costs down. What does that mean? Okay. Right. Keep people safe. What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. 
it really does need to be drilled down into and defined. You have to because now otherwise you don't have direction. If you have a if you have a broad nebulous goal. That means everything drives towards that is going to be broad and nebulous, which means there's a lot of potential for variation. Mm-hmm. And when there's variation, there's potential for error. Mm-hmm. That's right. A and inefficiency and time and energy and money lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it all starts at, well, I had a nebulous beginning and a nebulous end. What, what did you think was going to happen in between? Right. And then you, look, and then you look back on the year and how do we do? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> right. I didn't because I didn't know going in. Right. Yeah. I had this be healthy idea. Mm-hmm. And then you look back. I, I, I guess I'm healthier, but I didn't really Nat's acid or get, get any specifics to right. know if I'm, I didn't even know what I meant by be healthy. Right. So how am I supposed to look back to decide if I did get healthier? Right. I, I, I don't know. That's a great point. I, we said be safe. Well, that's as far as we went with it. So we look back on the year. Were we safer? Shit, I don't know. Because I didn't really know what be safe meant to begin right. with. We had a few few we had a few less injuries, perhaps. Were we actually safe? You tell me I can make numbers make it to read whatever I want them to make. No doubt. It's the beauty of statistics. Right. Hey, we were down fifty percent. Of what? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, of, does it matter that we worked half as many hours yeah, that year, or we had like, half as many employees, or whatever? But we had half as many injuries. That's a great comment because that—I don't know that I know of very many companies that really set clear objectives and key results for their safety programs, or they're just their overall programs, their their workplaces in general. Do most do most companies? I think they do in terms of financials, mm-hmm. in terms of like sales and growth. How much growth we want next year. But within the silo of safety, I would bet the extent of their goal setting is incident rates. Right. And I don't think it goes any further than that. I would bet it doesn't go any further than that. I'm not saying all. We're broad brushing here. Mm-hmm. But I would bet, you know, when, when we do the safety check-ins for the Encore Safety uh-huh. Work, like I'll challenge them. Hey, this month, make it a goal to just pick up the phone and call everybody and make contact as a safety manager. Call everybody. At the very least, call every job site and check in. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. that a monthly goal. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's get specific about something, about our communication piece. What, what, at least we can say, hey, I was successful in communicating on a regular basis with everybody in the field, or at least my point of contact with everybody everywhere in the company. Right. And not wait till the annual safety meeting to make contact. Right. Okay, at the, but that's just one little mm-hmm. thing we can consider successful of the larger safety mm-hmm. program. Like, has that, do we, has anybody even set that goal? What's your communication goal mm-hmm. for the year? How, yeah. What do you, did you successfully communicate with everybody? Uh, and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. A weekly call? Well, if, if improving communication is part of your overall, goal process, then you really need to define what that is and, and how, how to do that. So if you're getting down into that, into the nuances, into the details of, I'm going to call every superintendent at every job site once a month. I'm I'm going to travel out to the job sites once a quarter and have lunch with everybody and have some face to face time. Very definitive, measurable. What does it look like? Right. Because how else do you look back and say good, bad, or indifferent? 
we had a successful year. You can't, mm -hmm. like you physically can't. And it, it's surprising when, when I talk to people and I'm like, how well are you communicating? Oh, well, I'm pretty good. I'm like, so no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Have you been out to the job site? No, I haven't. Well, then how the hell are you saying? You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but you look back and you go, I feel like I communicated well. Right. Well, a feeling is an emotion. It comes and goes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. truthfully, it's like I motivation, mean, right? If we're talking about, you know, if the goal is why, why do we do this? Why do we care? What is it we're hoping to achieve? We want, you know, success that that huge, you know, what is it? And then you when you look back and you've set those objectives and those key results and I've made that phone call every month and I've visited each job site every quarter and you look back to measure success, you couldn't say yes to those things. But then you have to you have to look even deeper and say, did those things result in what I was hoping for? Did they change anything? Did they improve or did it? But I'm, I mean, maybe my communication was oh, more active. 100 percent. But was it better? So it, it, it's it's OK. It's you know, we, we define success. And then within that, OK. Uh, my OK, we I think we had we did pretty good in our communication. We had a successful communication plan. Uh, we weren't successful in achieving results. We were successful here, but we weren't successful here. So within that, we can break that down and see successes and failures within, mm -hmm. right? But it allows me to go back and at least evaluate, okay, we we did, we definitively did well in these areas because we define success as such in these mm -hmm. areas. And now we can see we did not do as well in these areas and we outright failed in these areas. Yeah. But I can never do that if I have never started out with some definition of success and even break that down even further and say, okay, within this definition of success, what allows that to happen? Now, how am I going to measure and look at those things? If, if what's considered successful communication, what's mm -hmm. considered successful implementation, what, what are successful Leadership. results? What are we, and then let's it look at those things and, and, and create some objectives and parameters around those as well. Mm -hmm. So then we go back and we can say, all right, yeah, I can I can def definitively look at the year and say, you know what, we did communicate well, like we really did, and and I can say, to your point, we had weekly emails, I had weekly phone calls, I went out to the job sites, we had meetings, we had Zooms. I was like, we, we communicated well, and the feedback I'm getting from everybody is yes, we did communicate well. And there was a lot of transparency. Okay, we did well in this area. Now let's look at this next area. We didn't do so well, right? We didn't clearly get the results or whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to set myself up in a position to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I That would surprise me if, and again, speaking specifically of safety programs, if companies are doing that. I think, as you said earlier, the majority of companies if they set any goals for safety at all, it is simply going to be a reduction in frequency. Days without incident, whatever, yeah. whatever happens. We had 24 recordables last year. We're going to set a goal of 20 this year or whatever. Some might are probably, let's just not, let's reduce the amount of OSHA fines we're paying. <laughs> or that, yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I get it. That's Absolutely. a real number to look at. And, right. and the CFO is like, we need to get this number down. It's measurable. And... If you can, yeah. if you can look back on the year and say, well, last year we had a hundred grand in OSHA fines and this year we had 25 grand, we did better. It's hard to argue against. Like in that yeah. respect, you did better. Right. Again. And maybe that is your definition of success. If that's how you've defined success. 
pay fewer fines in that element. Okay. You know, I mean, that's at least that's how you defined it. Yeah. You, you Whether actually, that's a you, good definition. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. That's another hey, it question. Remains to be seen, Is but... it a good de- if it's your definition, then maybe you were successful and you're walking around with your head up and people are like, <laughs> wow, what, you know, I had a great year last year. I paid 75% less in fines or whatever. Save the company. Yep, exactly. X number of dollars. And, and, and in a That's lot really of cases, that, that is a, a valid parameter. Mm-hmm. Did I save the company money? Like, can you, I always tell my students at, at UNO, I was like, if there's one thing you have to do in your professional career is you have to be able to draw a line to what you do to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what do you do and how does it positively affect the bottom line? Are you saving the company money? Are you saving the company time? Are you saving the company energy? Are you making the company money? making the company time. If you can't do that, then someone at some point is going to question, why are you there? Mm-hmm. Like what value do you bring mm-hmm. to the company? Okay. You have to be able to do that. In a lot of cases, the value is I saved the company 75% on OSHA fines. Mm-hmm. That's a real number. Right. And if you can speak to that and can draw that correlation, your job's probably secure. Mm-hmm. Now, is that, an ideal way to define success of a safety program. Well, that's up for debate, but I guess what I'm saying is define it somehow mm-hmm. so that when you look back on a year, you at least have something to benchmark against and say, well, this is how we defined it. Did we achieve that? Yes. Thumbs up. Keep on trucking. Now a mature safety leader, a good leader will go back. Okay. Let's reevaluate this definition. Does it still apply? We achieve that. Okay, let's say we get down to zero fines. Okay, maybe we need to now change our definition of success. How can we, in the spirit of continuous improvement, that definition of success should change? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. As, as well. Mm-hmm. But to our point is, it, it's a valid, it's as valid a parameter as anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, in, but that, that should evolve and progress and change as well. Yeah. I loved your comment about drawing the line to the bottom line, your existence, your contribution to the bottom line of the company. And I don't, I don't think that a lot of safety people either consider that or want to consider that, you know, they, I think sometimes we want to consider that what we do is bigger than just that number. But the reality is, Probably not. As you said, at some point, someone is going to evaluate you and that bottom line and well, determine, a, is what you're doing actually useful? We're, we're in, the economy right now is tight. Everybody understands that. Inflation's up, prices are up, the economy's tight. And anytime we have a, of a down economy, for lack of a better term, companies look to cut back and scale back. It just naturally happens all the time. 2008, it happened. Companies, a lot of companies flattened out less levels of leadership, we flatten out, we streamline, we get more efficient, get more lean. It's just the natural progression Mm -hmm. of how the economy, the ebb and flow of the economy. Well, what usually goes first when companies are going to cut, people are like, oh, employees. Well, on the surface, that's what it looks like. But really, what they cut are non-revenue generating centers Mm -hmm. or non-value producing people. So what are the non-revenue generating centers? It's training, education, safety being one of them. It doesn't Compliance, make, it doesn't make like the that. company money. Right. Sales team never gets cut. In fact, they'll hire more sales to right. try to boost revenue. Right. 
So when I say you have to be able to draw that correlation, because if, if, if you're not a revenue, if you're not sitting in a revenue generating position, right? I'm in training, I'm in education, I'm in HR, I'm in compliance. You have to be able to show your value. You have to be able to show how what you're doing is positively affecting bottom line improvement. Mm-hmm. It's important. Well, as, as a safety person, it's tough to do sometimes. You've heard me give the speech, you know, that you have to have a different conversation based on who's in front of you. As a safety person, I need to be able to articulate if I'm sitting in front of the CFO, how safety positively affects the bottom line. If I'm sitting in front of the COO, I need to show how safety positively affects production. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting in front of the CEO, I need to articulate how safety positively affects the brand and the image of the company. Mm-hmm. That's a great. I point. need to show that value. I need to draw that correlation, and that and that, what the CFO considers valuable is different from what the COO or the HR rep or the marketing rep. They all have right. different visions of what value is. Right. I need to be able to articulate that. And that's but that's anybody in any position, especially especially in corporate where, where where you're in an office environment and you're just managing things. Well, how's what you're managing? bringing value to the company other than just my program is successful. I'm going to go, okay, well, what is successful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that in the military all the time. There's no real metric for what people are doing, especially when you're not at war. What are we doing? We're just really training and preparing. Mm-hmm. So what's successful? I, mean, I always joke with people, oh, that guy's a great staff officer. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Well, they're really talented at what? <laughs> what what's the what's what's the metric what's the he does better powerpoints than everybody else or he can he he files better like what i don't understand like what (laughs) is what is better what is good and and it's really nebulous it's very subjective which is why the whole system of promotions is a mess because it's completely subjective because there's no real metric because the military doesn't make anything doesn't sell anything They, they don't budget they, they're given an allowance and told to not even told to be good with it told to spend it all right um they don't pay right. any bills it's all taken care of like so there's no pnl to fall back yeah. on so how do you show value and it's really hard it is i can see it's really hard and then so so when you don't have anything that's clean cut it's, it gets even harder to find success in that in that respect because what, what's really ch- so then you get into this this wicked cycle of making change for the sake of making change because gotta do something. I got to show I did something, right? I got to show some positive impact. So then I got to, can't just walk in and say, it looks great. Keep going. And so then, you know, but that's a whole different discussion. Mm-hmm. But my, my, my point is coming back around it. It's how do you define success? Like a leader of a company, if I'm going to set up a marketing division, if I'm going to set up an HR division, if I'm going to set up, uh, a safety division, I should go, I'm setting this up. Here's why. And here's what I consider to be successful in this area. Mm-hmm. This is what I intended to do. Let's define success. So I know it's doing what it's supposed to do. Like the company should really define success of the safety. Otherwise, why do you have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should be integrated into the company's vision of success, Fabric. obviously. Uh, exactly. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Right. That's interesting. You know, so that conversation should happen. The, the safety program manager should be sitting there with wherever you're falling under the COO, HR. I don't know where it happens to fall under. Mm-hmm. Different, probably different in every company. And 
if I would get hired on, I would go, if, if you're my boss, like, Hey, Doug, you hired me to be the safety program manager. Um, what do you consider successful? Mm-hmm. I need to understand that. Otherwise I'm just going to go what I think is successful. And that might be different between the two right of the us. Of the day, that could be uh, and then in a year you want to fire me, but we never had a discussion what you consider successful. That's a great point. Yeah. I don't know how many safety people have had that conversation. That with, should be a coming in the door with conversation. Any, with the CEO, CFO, COO, with all of them, what do you consider successful from the standpoint of what I contribute to this company? You know, is it budgetary? Is it uh, human resources? Sure. Is it personnel? Is it branding and image? And then as a safety person, we need to be, you have to be able to go, okay, I hear you, CEO. Um, here's what I consider a successful safety program. We've got some differences. Now let's have the discussion to find out the common ground here mm-hmm. to move forward. And they might go, oh, I never thought of it that way. That I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a better vision of success for our safety program than what I thought it was. Yeah. The CEO might just be like, keep OSHA off our back. Mm-hmm. Keep us working. That's all I care about. The CEO might be like, dude, whatever you got to do to keep production going, I don't care. Right. It's like, okay. But guys, okay, let's consider this. Let's consider these other things we can consider success. Can can you buy off on that? Yeah, I like it. Go. Or no. Or how much is it going to cost us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll start mm-hmm. to have those conversations. But it, it's like, okay, what do you consider a successful safety program? Here's what I think it is. And then maybe a year it's like, okay, boss, hey, it's time to take this to to another level. I think we need to now consider success here we've mm-hmm. achieved all this we're doing this well let's let's take it here now mm-hmm. and and they might go no it's good just keep it the way it is i don't want to put any more money into it mm-hmm. those conversations happen yeah. or it might be like yeah let, let's do it let's take it to the next level let's let's be the gold standard the benchmark of safety in the industry and let's, mm-hmm. let's take it to that next level and maybe more money shows up yeah but it all starts like what do you consider it's so important the role here like what's right how, how much of a you know key factor how, how much uh, how much of the fabric of the culture do you want this to be mm-hmm. and as individuals as leaders in a company perhaps as individuals we should be doing that as well i would think what is success for me next year what does 2023 20, look like i'm a i'm a leader in my organization i'm maybe i'm the safety person maybe i'm a superintendent maybe i'm a an operations manager, whatever that is. Um, I, I've never been a tremendous goal setter personally. And so, but I'm seeing after 64 years, there may be value in setting goals. Well, like and that. That's I mean, a leadership thing too. We, we like to say words like lead by example, mentor your people. How many leaders really sit down with their employees and be like, Hey, what do you, what do you, how do you envision a successful career? Like what's, what's successful for you? Some people just like, look, I just want to come in nine to five get my paycheck and leave. Okay, that's fine. I need to know that because I need to know how to lead and manage you. I need to know if you have bigger aspirations than that, that's fine. I want to help you do that. I want to get the things in place for you. or I want to set you up for that success. Mm-hmm. But I need to understand how you define a successful career. I'm in a position now in my military career that it, as a reservist, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And all of a sudden I don't get promoted. I'm like, what the F? And, uh, and people are like, well, you didn't do this, this, and this. And it would have been like, that would have been nice to know. Mm-hmm. It would have right. been nice for somebody right. to sit me down and be like, these are what you're expecting. Right. But I, no one ever had that conversation with me. Mm-hmm. 
Now you could sit there and go, okay, it was on me to reach out and initiate those conversations. But then I go back to, well, then don't preach lead by example and mentorship. If you're waiting for that person to come to you, the leader should be going to them. Like, Hey Doug, let's, let's have our monthly one-on-one. You know how things going? What do you need? How's work? How are you enjoying it? You know, where do you want to go from here? Let's see if we can get you there. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's on the leader to do that. Yeah. So yes, you're right. Everybody, every level should have a vision of success. But if we want to talk leadership and management, I need to go and understand that. Mm-hmm. I need to sit Doug down in our monthly or weekly one-on-one, or maybe I pull him aside as I'm walking the floor. Like I always preach, we should get out and about and talk to people and, Hey, how's things going, Doug? What's new? What do you, you know, Oh, I got a man. We got it. My wife's pregnant. She's doing a month. It's our fourth one. And man, we're, we're this, that, and the other thing. Okay. Doug's vision of success has changed all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like Doug had aspirations of moving up in the company. Now I find out he's just barely getting by because he's got this unexpected fourth child on the way. Right. Oops. Right. right. And uh, he's, he's in a different position now. If I don't go have that conversation, I may never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, okay. now, now, yeah. now he's in a different position. I have to manage him differently. His idea of success is just let's keep food on the table for a while till we get our head above water here. It changed. Mm-hmm. But, but have that conversation. Understand yeah, I, that. You got to reach out and, and do that. For, for me as an employee, then it is important to, at least to the extent that I am able, understand what my supervision, my direct line report or boss envisions as success for me too, based on what my aspirations are. I need to understand that. You need, I mean, degree. at some point we got to take it upon ourselves to initiate contact, but if I'm talking from a leadership standpoint, I can't expect the employee to do that. Mm-hmm. The employee showing up, doing work, doing what they think I expect them to do, and they might think everything is fine. So it's up to me as the leader to articulate I need, that. I need to go down and, and get it and chase it. I can't rely on that. They might be a private person. They're not one that initiates contact. They're just coming in and working, thinking they're doing everything fine. Uh, they might have problems going on where they got other things on their mind that are more important to them than just – worrying about their career tomorrow. Like I said, they might have an unexpected child on the way. Maybe there's an unexpected death or something happened. Their, their, their priorities are somewhere else. They're just working to keep food on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I need, I need to go and, and initiate those conversations and I can't rely on somebody to initiate me. It's always, it's always crazy uh, when people go, well, it's your career. You need to, you need to take some responsibility. Yes, I get that. But there's a reason they have a career is because you hired them. Right. Right. So now you have responsibility to look out for their career as much as they do. Yeah. Right. That's part of your, that's part of the definition of managing and leading. Right. It's like you're leading people to do work, to accomplish objectives, to drive the company, but also drive their careers. Mm -hmm. That's a piece that gets left behind way too much. Like we, like that's when we say we, we, we like to scream mentoring. We like to scream lead by example, like to scream, look out for your people provide for my people. Yeah. I provided for them. I put the ping pong table in, I put the nice break room in. I'm like, mm-hmm. but you never sat down and had a conversation to find out if their career path is really going where they wanted to do, or is, are they financially stable? Or is everything going okay at home or what are the other issues going on? You might find out that, Hey, right now this job is so low on their totem pole. Cause they got all these other things going on. Right. Oh, that's a great point too, man. 
Uh, this is why I don't have any employees. I think. <laughs> but that's a great point. And I, you know, rather than as a, as a leader, as a manager, just watching your employees flounder or go down a path that you know isn't the path that, that you want them to be on or need them to be on, and then breaking it to them at the end of the year, well, you had a crappy year. Sorry. I mean, it's it's incumbent upon those leaders to intervene and step in and make sure we're sure. making adjustments. Or, or These or, are the temperature this, checks you this, talk or about. Or this angle. I sit back and I'm like, well, Doug's showing up every day on time and he's getting his required work in and he's hitting his numbers. Everything's great. I don't have to talk to Doug ever. Mm-hmm. You might be in complete shambles on the verge of a nervous breakdown going postal on the place. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But on the surface, I'm like, oh, his numbers have been great. His sales, he's hitting his sales goals. Everything's cool. I don't have a problem with Doug ever. Yeah. So I don't need to interact. So I don't talk to him ever. I don't need to interact. Right. That's a great point. And all of a sudden, you come in and quit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or just stop. And and, then the dam breaks Mm -hmm. because I wasn't paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and I I think that's that's, it. I think too often leaders are so caught up in their own careers, which I get. In their, own, in their own career advancement and getting to that next level that we don't pay enough attention to the people that are working for us. Mm-hmm. And we just look at, uh, well, numbers are good. Uh, we're successful in how I define success. I'm really not worried about how they are feeling successful or not. Mm-hmm. And well, everybody's happy. We're getting good reviews, and they love the ping pong table and <laughs> right. and Flex Fridays. They love all that. Yeah, uh, that that's fine. So everything must be good. But you know, and 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 they seem to be happy with their pay, but none of them are achieving any of their career aspirations mm-hmm. um, because I'm moving on anyway. So I got mine mm-hmm. t- type of thing. And and I get it. There's there's some degree of selfishness when it comes to careers and anybody doesn't want to admit that's lying to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's who you're going to put first. Very few people, very few people really put everybody else first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, very like to, few. we like to say that. And on the surface, we'll do things to give that illusion to it. But come on, let, let's be honest. We saw it even during the pandemic, right? When people were buying more toilet paper than they ever needed in their life. Mm-hmm. When it, when it came to push to shove, I'm going to make sure I got mine and my mm-hmm. family's provided for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Screw was, the yeah. rest of humanity. Like we like to say, hey, right. you know, we're here for everybody, all for one, one for all. But when push comes to shove, most people will look out for number one more yeah. often than not. And yeah. and that permeates into our professional careers. Yeah. That I, I may not outright intentionally throw someone under the bus, but... I'm going to make sure I'm safe and secure first in my career and then maybe worry about them. And if some people get sacrificed, way, it happens. I get it. And it's not uh, – people don't do it out of, out of spite or they don't do it to be intentionally destructive to other people. But it's just a matter of, well, who are you going to choose, you or me? I'm always going to choose me. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very rarely. I mean, there's very few people that I honestly I feel are built like that. Um, very few. And, and, and if they do, it's because I didn't have to sacrifice too much. Right. That's a great to comment. help you out. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like I'm a humanitarian by convenience. Yes. I'm altruistic because I've got what I need and want. It, so it's I like, it's like when you, when, you, when you see celebrities and they want to make a big deal. Oh, I donated a million dollars to this cause. I'm like, who cares? First of all, if you really cared, you wouldn't make a big public announcement. Mm-hmm. 
Second of all, if you really cared, you'd have gone and done it with no fanfare at all. You'd have been like those missionaries that are really as poor as the people they're working for because they truly felt the need to go help people and, and gave up their existing life to go do it and are down in the trenches, you know, and, and risking their life literally right. to go help people and not just donating. Oh, I donated a million of my billion and look at me, right? right. <laughs> you know? So is, yeah. are you doing it because you really feel you're really sacrificing? No, you, you did it because it wasn't too inconvenient for you mm-hmm. at the end yeah. of the day. And that's why that this whole idea of social entrepreneurship, I always balk at, I'm like, Oh, 10% of all our earnings go to give, free shoes to kids in Africa. It's like, okay, that's a PR stunt. You marked it up 20%. So you didn't really sacrifice mm-hmm. 10% out of your pocket. Right. And then as and, and you to know, sell more shoes. There is a know? contingent of people that are going to come to you because they believe that this is a worthwhile right. thing. Right. Why, so why you don't just you just jacked up your revenue? Why don't anyway? you just do it? Yeah. Without telling anybody and truly sacrifice money out of your pocket. Right. But I go back, to, I'm not, I'm not saying what they're doing isn't a good thing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, you didn't do it at the total inconvenience of damaging your own cushy right. life, right? So I think a lot of leaders will say, oh, I'm here to help people. Well, to what degree? Mm-hmm. Right? Are, are you willing to, to sacrifice your own career potential because you're helping all these people in their careers? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. And, okay, I mean, that's I, I get that's understandable. it. I get sure. it. But, you know, let's at least... If we're going to say the words, let's at least try to do it. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. And, and I think good leaders, real good leaders, people that you don't hear about them. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't hear about, personally, I don't think you hear about the good leaders because they're not in it for the fanfare. Mm-hmm. They're not in it for the recognition. Right. They, they, they're, they're truly, I'm truly helping Doug out. I'm sure if I go, Doug comes with me because I acknowledge Doug helped me get there. Yeah. Right. The success of the organization is everybody, not me. Right. True leaders don't even put their name out front. They'll, they'll deflect all the attention yeah. to the employees who did all, all the backbreaking work. Right. Right. So let's wrap up with things that we need to be doing in 2023. Just the things that we've kind of, the, the summary of what you've just described, we need to define success. If success is important to us, we need to at least define success, and, and whether that be a safety program right. or a company or your personal life, whatever. And not a broad brush definition. We need, to, we need a Nats asset. Let's get into particulars. What do you mean by being safe? Mm-hmm. What does that really mean? It's like we said, I want to be healthy. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, do better. What does that mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's get very specific on our definition of success. Otherwise, we can't look back and properly evaluate. And from that specific definition, then now let's create some objectives or things that need to happen to make that a reality. Okay. And then you drill down from there. Mm-hmm. Those key results, what are we trying to do? Yeah. How do we do that? How are we going to accomplish those objectives? Yeah. And, and if we're going to look back on the year 2022, I think the first thing would go back and say, okay, what did we consider successful? And then did we do that? And how do we know we did that? Mm-hmm. Did we have any involvement? In we, that is it that? just a gut feeling? We feel like we did better or like what's really tr- truly telling us we hit our goals and objectives, mm-hmm. right? Because otherwise you can't create any lessons learned or best practices from that, which is all, the ultimate goal here, right? At the end of right. the year, you want to look back and go lessons learned. 
okay, what are some things we didn't do well? We want to avoid. Let's not do that again. Best practices. What are the things that went really well? Can we replicate and duplicate that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going into the next year to build on. Right. Right. To build on that new definition of success. Yeah. That, that'll shape that new definition of success as we go into the new year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I mean, that's the key takeaway today is, is how you define it. Are you defining success? If so, how, how well mm-hmm. are you doing that? Yeah. I think that's a great comment. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the vast majority of people that are listening are thinking, Ooh, outside of the incident rate. Yeah. Outside of that. Above and beyond the incident, the Holy grail incident rate. Right. How are you defining success? Exactly. And and it might be a conversation that, Hey, you know what? I need to sit down with the company owner and and the major leadership team and be like, we, how are we defining success here? Mm -hmm. How do you see it? How do you, here's how I see it. How do you see it? Are we all on the same page? Oh, we're not. Mm-hmm. Can we create a common ground here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could certainly have fewer incidents, but have much more severe incidents, which would drive up costs, which would, you know, demoralize all those other factors. So defining that specifically, like you say, Nat's ass in it sure. really is important. And, and we know incident rate isn't the end all. You got to get, get past that. And all your years of OSHA, you've probably come across companies that had no incidents, but at the same time had no safety program no whatsoever. Safety whatsoever. They got lucky, got lucky in spite of themselves. Yep. And I'm sure you've seen companies that had huge safety programs, terrible incident record. Absolutely. It goes it goes both ways, right? So you gotta yeah. get you gotta get past that freaking number. Right. It has to be more than that. It does. Agreed. That's fantastic, man. That's a lot to think about. I think Going into the new year, everybody needs to be focused on this, this definition, drilling down into sure. these concepts, and perhaps generating a better idea of yeah. what success is going to look like in 2023. And, and personally, too, I mean, we, we, everybody has those New Year's resolutions, gym goals. I'm going to get, I'm going to get in shape. Okay, that, that's <laughs> not a good goal. Right. I'm going to get, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, when you, when you have personal goals, I want to advance my career. What does that mean? I want a better relationship with my spouse. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Those, those, are, those are too broad and too nebulous to be actionable at all, mm-hmm. let alone look back and decide whether you did it well or not. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. I want to have a better relationship with my family. Okay, what does that mean? You, you can't just say, I want better. I want to get more. That, that's... That's not a goal. That's not a, that's not a definition of success. That's a, that's a thought. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's all that is. You're right. Absolutely. There is one thing I want to close with uh, year end 2022, as far as OSHA is concerned, just keep in mind that at the end of the year, we have to summarize these injuries that we've just been talking about. Um, yeah. That 300 log. Back to the number. <laughs> the bottom line is you always go back to that fucking number. So, you need to take a look at your 300 logs, review the incidents that you've recorded or incidents perhaps that you res- resisted recording. Make sure you've got that as accurate as possible. There is a change this year. You know, as of March 2nd, we are required, many of you are required to electronically report your numbers to OSHA and they have changed the login. Okay. So before, you know, before the night of March 1st, when you're rushing to cram this information into this system, just be aware that there is a new login 
login.gov is the universal login to all these government activities and systems and stuff. And if you're using the injury tracking app for OSHA, you have to create a login on this login.gov that is going to be the overriding access now. So don't wait until the last minute to do that. There's instructions on the OSHA website under the record keeping tab. So make sure you're getting a, a little bit of a jump on this so that we're not kind of yeah. crashing and burning at the last minute. All and I would right? say, you know, after you guys put these numbers in, use that as an opportunity to go, okay, what does this really mean to us? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, sit down and go, all right, we logged our numbers. We checked OSHA's box. We have these numbers. Uh, let's have a discussion and try to get beyond those numbers. Like mm -hmm. what, 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 what does that mean? Like, okay, our numbers are up. That doesn't mean you had a bad year necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's just, just in reference to that number, we could have done a lot of good things well. Mm -hmm. And just because our numbers down, we could have done a lot of things not really well. We just right. happened to we just dodge, dodge that bullet, the man. bullet. Yeah, right? exactly. So, so use it, use an opportunity, use it as a springboard to have those deeper discussions on what's successful. That's a great comment. Get yeah. the numbers, and yeah, I understand we have to do that, and they're important. Like I don't want to let's not gloss over that. Those numbers are important, right? There's a reason they're there, but use it as a springboard to get past them mm -hmm. and, and have those better discussions deeper, deeper of, of, of what's successful. What's I love going it. Well. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Um, I love personally, I need to have a better definition of success for me. We all do. I, I think I, I'm not a do. very good goal and objective setter. And I think it's time for me to, I mean, is it too late? I think it's not too late. I can still do that. Right. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> There's always tomorrow. Sun's going to well, rise, right? 50, 50. But <laughs> yes. So I think this, this is the take home message. I think everybody has homework. We normally don't assign homework, but you're getting two weeks off. Sure. You're getting a Christmas break to work on your homework. So I'll expect to see all of those goals on my desk first thing uh on january 2nd yeah if and, you guys are uh, struggling with it give doug a call we can hook up i think we, it would be interesting chat to about it. We can get on the zoom or something and 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 talk our way through it i would love to hear some yeah. of your definitions of success and maybe we can discuss those you know how to get a hold of me you can hit me through linkedin or send me an email uh how you define success and some of the goals and objectives that you've set up in order to accomplish that i would love to be able to share some of that so learn from each other you got sure. a couple of weeks to do that so put it together you know send us some information and we'll talk about that next time in the meantime happy holidays everyone have a safe and um joyful holiday again whatever that means to you what yeah. does joy mean to you like i don't know man. but have great holidays and uh, we are really looking forward to doing this next year 2023 for us it'll be the fourth year of the podcast crazy which is crazy yeah, and I look back on, has it been a successful podcast? Have we done anything of value? It's unlikely, I suppose. But actually, we've gotten some great comments. We've gotten some great feedback. We've had some incredibly generous guests and certainly generous sponsors of the program. So uh, on a quick look back, we had a good 2020, 2022, and uh, I am really looking forward to next year. So thanks, everybody, for your support. Thanks to Aaron for your time and the support of Mid-America Martial Arts. John and Matt Falowich, Danny Arroyo. Uh, next year, Make You Safe is going to be helping us out. So everybody that's yeah. been helping us. Speaking of John and Matt Falowich, uh, Matt's a brand new father. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Matt. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I heard that. Yeah. Just a few days. Uh, Which makes John weekend. a grandfather. True statement. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Cam. Happy holidays, buddy. And uh, we'll see you all next year. Bye-bye.
Huda Media Production.